This is Luke 11, um, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me these three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, oh, do not bother me. <laughs> the door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you? If your child asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake instead of a fish. Or if the child asks for an egg, we'll give a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. It's a privilege to welcome Holly up onto stage. Shall we hear it for Holly? <laughs> Holly's our legendary head of kids, and it's a privilege for me just to pray for her. She uh, shares with us this morning. Yeah, let's go. Why don't you reach out a hand? <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We praise your name. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Lord, would you come and have your way this morning? Would you guide Holly's words? Would you come and meet with her now? May she flow in the slipstream of your goodness this morning. As you call her beautiful princess, as you called her qualified daughter. May she come and speak power and truth into us this morning. And may she lead us all in encountering you in a new or a familiar way this morning. We just want more of you. Thank you for your radiant joy bringer, servant Holly. Be with her this morning. Amen. Amen. I'm supposed to be standing upright after that, Nick. Crumbs. Okay, so... We're going into Lent, an intentional time to pursue the Lord. So last week, Paddy came and dropped firebombs on you about fasting. And I have the privilege of trying to, in one Sunday, talk to you about the power of prayer. <laughs> okay, we could do a whole year's worth of programs or teaching or about prayer. Um, but I just hope that I share with you revelation that God's been giving me in preparation. Not saying that I've perfected it at all, but that we're on a journey to do that. But I feel he wants to challenge and convict us to go deeper, further, and wider in that. 
So to start us off, turn to the people around you and I want you to answer the question of what is prayer? Three, two, one. All right, 25 seconds. And then I'm sending Nick round with a microphone and he's gonna leap on you. Not actually leap on you, that would be slightly terrifying. <laughs> All right, Nick, go for it. Let's have some, what is prayer? It's not working, brilliant. Should we just... <laughs> Shout it out, great. Okay, let's shout it out. Put your hand up and then I'll point my lovely human finger at you. <laughs> okay, what is prayer? Yes. Connection with God, love it. Yes. Communication with God, yes. Yes. Being with him and soaking in his presence, love that. Oh, yeah, uh, yes, finger point, oh yes, yeah. Worshipping God, yeah, love that, buddy, so good. Any more for any more, yeah. Friendly chat with our Father in heaven, yeah, love that. Oh, yes, look, is that Evie? Evie, yeah, what do you want to say? Come back to you, okay, that's fine. Anyone else? Yep. Oh, Prayer thank is. you, Lord. <laughs> Prayer is giving thanks to the Lord. Giving thanks to the Lord, yeah, love and, it. And um, I like to thank the Lord particularly this week because uh, my my disability has got a little bit better. Yeah, it's got a lot better. Brilliant. Yeah, come yeah. on, Praise so Lord. good. Praise the Lord, so good. Any more? We can take two more. Yeah. Saying to God, you can't do it. You yourself can't do it, but he can. Yeah. Asking for help. Yeah, I love that. Brilliant. And lastly, one more. Oh, over here, Nick. Run, run, run. <laughs> Listening to God and hearing from God. Yeah, so good. So good. So what I'm hearing is that it's between us and God in one way, shape, or form, right? So it's either chatting or talking or praising or thanking him and communing with him. But So it's us and God. Do we remember who God is? Do we remember the fullness of who God is? God isn't just a three-letter word. God is the almighty, powerful creator. He is our father. He is our friend. That is who we're communing with. And that's who, that, um, that's what we're going into and looking at today. Um, so before we jump into Luke 11, there's a couple more um, Bible verses I would love to get us stuck into. So if you have your physical Bible, grab it. I also just really want to encourage you to, to get your physical Bible. Like it's so easy and it's amazing that we can use our apps or our phone or look at the screen. That's not bad. The word of God is always really good. But you make an intentional choice when you have the physical word in front of you and turning each of the pages. So just as a aside. Um, but we're going to turn to um, 2 Chronicles 7 to verse 14. 
I was reminded of this one yesterday when I was at a conference um, in Chorleywood. Um, but it's a good one. Okay, so it says, if my people, I'll read it from the screen so it's the same. Um, if my people who are called by who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I'm just going to say that again to let it sink, okay? Right, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. That's, that's it in a summary. <laughs> that's it. If we ever don't know what prayer is or being in communion with God is, it's that. And that's Old Testament. That's not even with the revelation of Jesus. <laughs> but that's it, guys. That's it. And a key thing is with that of um, is turning, is turning to him. It, we see that again in Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, um, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. In my translation, it says, turn to me in all your heart. We have to make space for him. We have to make space to physically turn ourselves, to fix our eyes upon him. Yesterday, we were reminded that sometimes that um, we can look and think, oh, these guys are such prayerful, powerful people. Oh, God's really anointed them. And yeah, that's true. But also, God's looking down at us. But who is looking up at him? The people who are powerful in prayer are the people who are looking up at him constantly. So, of course, they're going to catch his eyes because they're looking at him. God's always looking down, but unless we look up to him and look up, put our gaze above what is going on around us, then we're not going to seek his face in the same way that if we are looking up at him. So we need to turn to him. We don't want to make... Uh, we have such a beautiful, intimate connection with God, but we don't want to make it too familiar we don't want to be in a casual relationship with God. <laughs> He's so much more important and precious and worthy and powerful and holy than that. We need to be in a, in a committed, two-way relationship with the creator of the universe. Because that's how we were created to be. We need to lay down our lives with that. So we need to turn to him. And then also in John 10, 4 to, uh, 4 to 5, it says, when he brought out all his own, he goes on ahead, um, sorry, farmer with the sheep. Um, when he brought them out of head of his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. We need to know his voice. There was one time, does anyone remember Woolworths? Yeah, 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 love it. So Woolworths, for those who don't know, um, was a place basically you could buy anything. Um, but they had this incredible pick and mix section, like the most incredible place ever. And I remember being four or five, being in Woolworths, being amazed at all of the different, like, different options I could have, particularly the fry, you know, the fry eggs. I love those. Um, but, thanks. Um, <laughs> but in that, I turned around, and suddenly my mum was gone. I was like, oh, mum, oh. And I just imagine myself as a four-year-old at that, at that time. I remember the feeling of it, but what I looked like. Anyway, but with that, I was like, mum, mum. And then I suddenly heard, my vo um, heard a voice that said, Holly, I'm here. And I could follow her voice as she kept on saying it. And then I found my mum. 
But in that, two things happened. One, I just called out mum. Now, the number of mums that might be in Woolworths at that time was probably quite high. But mum knew it was me because she knew my voice. And I then knew when, who was calling my name because I knew her voice. Because every single day, I, was spe I had spent time with her. Every day, I had heard her encouragement, her, um, her discipline, her celebration, her advice, her questions, her answers. I heard it all so I could recognize her voice in a moment where I felt lost. And that's what God is to us because we can call him Father. And he knows our name, each and every single one of us. So most of us, who spends, who before coming to church, to work, spend, and I'm thinking about cleaning your teeth, maybe a shower, getting ready, putting on makeup, choosing what shoes, styling your hair. Who, who does that for, you know, minimum of 10 minutes? Hands up. That's me. Yeah. So we get ready for a day, right? To get ourselves ready, we get prepared for our day, to go out, probably hang around with people who probably wouldn't care either way if we turned up in our pajamas or not. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> if you turned up in your pajamas, I wouldn't mind. Um, but how many of us connecting with God for 10 minutes in that morning? Minimum. Now, some of you do, because, and we can see the fruit of that, but actually, Communing with God in the morning is just as important of what deciding what clothes we're going to wear and whether we're going to brush our teeth, if not more important, because <laughs> that's who we were created to be. And when we do that, we get to know his voice more clearly. Right at the beginning of the day, we don't let anything else of the world voice be the first thing that goes into my mind, whether it's scrolling on our phones, whether it's um, a voice in a workplace. We're allowing God to have the first voice and so we can recognize his voice so it sets us up for the rest of the day. So we need to be persistent in private prayer and in public prayer. So we're going to jump to Luke 11. If you have Bibles, you can jump to that. Um, but we're going to, um, there's so many things in it that we can have. I want to pull out four points with us. So um, first one is be confident. Right. So when I say be confident, I want you to repeat. Be confident. Be confident. Be confident. Be confident. There you go. So we can be confident. What does it start with? Oh, sorry, Mark. Can we have it on the screen? Sorry. Um, so it says... Uh, yeah, when it starts praying. Yeah. Uh, teach us how to pray. Next one. It starts with, when you pray, say, Father. <laughs> Father. That's, that's who we can talk to. That's our identity. That's how Jesus teaches us to pray, is that we do it from a place of knowing our identity and who we are to God. That's the first thing that we know. So then when we pray for others, we're praying to a God who is our Father, and because he's our Father, we then know that he deeply cares intimately about everything that we're going to be sharing with him. So we can be confident in our prayers because our prayers are important to God. So not only is he our Father, and just as it said at the end of the passage of you know, which... Um, uh, those who uh, you give, give you give you good 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 gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit to those who are, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? But He's He's our Father. So with that as well, we need to be confident when we push back darkness. 
And just as a father would protect his children from a snake or a serpent or whatever it is, then God will protect us from that too. But we need to persist and um, we need to push back the darkness too in partnership with him. Okay, so that's be confident. Next is, okay, I always struggle with this word. Come on, honey. Okay, be, uh, no, hold on, I had it earlier. Specific. There we go, okay. Be specific. specific. There we go. So in in there, it says, um, give us today our daily bread. And uh, next one, sorry. And um, lead us not into temptation. It doesn't just be like, hey, give us things, or lead us, Lord. Like Jesus has been specific in what we say to pray to him for. And therefore, that should be the model in all of our prayers. Don't just be like, you know, we can, it's good, but actually, you know, God be with me today. Where? Where do you want him to be with him today? God, will you be with me as I journey to work because I'm really nervous about that meeting? Will you fill that place with your peace? Be, be more specific because he care, God cares about the details. Look across the whole Bible. In the Bible, when, when they're building the temple, um, I was tracking through and they were talking about like the sacrifices. I know we don't have to deal with that now, but you know, the amount of detail that went into each one about what we had to do and how we had to build it, God cares about the details and therefore he cares about the details in each of every part of your lives as well. So therefore, not only in our prayer life, but also when we're praying for others, be specific in, in what you want to pray for. Speak to that particular limb. Speak to that particular um, muscle. Speak to that particular um, lie. Go with it. Okay, so we have be confident. Be, confident. be specific. Be specific. <laughs> okay, next we have be expectant. Great, so then also in how Jesus teaches us, it says, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Now for something to have a kingdom, there needs to be a king. <laughs> and that king is him. That king is God, that king is Jesus, that king is the Holy Spirit in our lives. And therefore, a king has power and authority. So we can be confident and specific knowing the expectancy that God reigns over all things. That's a truth that will never change because his identity never changes either. In, in Psalm 20, um, 24, it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So as humans, we, we can forget that God created the world, that he cared about each thing, but then he calls us the most precious thing. So the creator of the universe who may also made and created the people that we're praying for. So he cares just as much about them as he does about the trees and the weather. <laughs> more so. <laughs> so much more so. And therefore, to be expectant in, in praying daily. Again, um, at this talk that I was at yesterday, he was busy saying that every prayer today is a blessing tomorrow. Every prayer today is a blessing tomorrow. How cool, like what revelation is that? If we believe that the prayers that we spoke, when we spoke to God, when we communed with God, it's, it's setting up for the future days of tomorrow, having that expectancy. Okay, well done. Okay, got one more point. So we have been confident, be specific, be expectant, 
And lastly, be persistent. Yeah, love it. So, sometimes we need to ask and keep on asking. Because just being friends with Jesus isn't enough. Having that moment of when we suddenly become friends with him, that's the most glorious, amazing, beautiful moment, but we need to make it a daily walk with him. We need to interact with the spirit daily. So in, um, in the end of that, it doesn't just end at the, at the Lord's Prayer in, in the passage. That, um, some translations, you know, put in a title that then says persistent prayer or something like that. But the first word of number five is, and he said to them. So he does the Lord's Prayer, but then he doesn't finish it there. It's like, and this. And he tells the story of a friend. So to put it in modern day, I'm going to use you again, Nick, I'm afraid. Right, so if I turn up at Nick's door because I really want some ice cream and I know he's got a Ben and Jerry's tub of cookie dough and I really want it, and I knock at his door... And it's like 10 o'clock at night, and he's like, oh, Holly, like, no, go to bed. No, go to bed. Like, just go. Please don't. And I keep on knocking. He's going to be like, oh, Holly, like, please go to bed. Like, come on. Like, please let me sleep. You're my friend. Let me sleep. And I keep on knocking. And I keep on knocking. It's, he's like, oh, for goodness sake, why does she keep knocking? She's going to keep going. Okay. Right. Okay, she's not going to go. Right, I'm going to open the door. And then he... So it's not just the friendship between me, it's not the friendship of me and Nick that makes him open the door, it's my persistence. Now in that scenario, God never gets frustrated with us. <laughs> so it's not a perfect scenario, but it is that thing of he wants us to be persistent in it. Persistent in it, because the more that we pray, the more we capture God's heart, and the more that we capture God's heart, the more that we're going to pray. <laughs> because then we'll find out the more that we capture his heart, the more that we realize that he cares so much about that particular situation. So we can't help but to pray, but to bring it to him, but to share it to him. Being persistent in prayer shows that we care deeply about it. And it shows that our hearts are being transformed by him, So therefore, when we pray for others and we want to see breakthrough, persist, persevere, keep going. Because the more you do, the more you'll capture God's heart about that person, about that situation, and the more that your hearts will be reawoken. When we want to go and share the gospel, we don't want to do it out of duty, but we want to do it because of this great deep love of truth that we have in us and we see this person in front of us and we, they don't know it. And they're like, oh, we, I love you too much. I see how God sees you. I need to share it. And that's what prayer is too. You get to see heaven's eyes about a situation and you will not stop until it's in the reality. So we're going to be confident we're going to be specific. <laughs> we're going to be expectant. And we're going to be persistent. A couple of quotes I love and I'm equally challenged by is one from Smith Wigglesworth. You probably know it. But I rarely pray for half an hour, but I rarely go half an hour without prayer. Oh, Lord, convict me to do that. <laughs> Help me to learn how to do that. Let me not go for half an hour in my day where I don't reconnect in with you. 
Brother Lawrence, there is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of the continual friendship, um, continual conversation with God. So true. <laughs> God is never further than a thought away. But we have to be, we have to choose, we have to turn to listen to his voice to then connect him with that thought. And his thoughts are as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore about us. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not gonna struggle finding a thought. <laughs> we're gonna struggle pausing to capture that thought. So Father, we give you this as an offering. We're sorry for times when we haven't seeked you every day. We're sorry when we've allowed other voices to speak into our lives. And we're sorry when we haven't caught your heart to the fullness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your kindness and your power. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity and the amazing privilege to have that relationship with you. We lift up our three names to you today. Say them in your mind or out loud now, he's as fine. We commit to you, these precious three people, to go after your hearts. To pursue you in prayer and in friendship. We lift up these three situations or circumstances. And we're expecting to see God move boldly <laughs> and for heaven to come. And we give you this time that we've written down. Lord, may it be the most precious moment of our day. Let us be unsatisfied <laughs> until we've had this moment. Will it be a place of real intimacy? Will it be a place of a direct line to you? A place where nothing gets in the way? We declare now a protection over this time. That nothing will get in the way of this precious time between us and our amazing Father, our Lord. Yeah. We are confident we're expectant to see how you're going to be moving over this period of time that we're committing to you. May we be a people that look and turn to you to catch your eyes, to be transformed by your gaze. Amen. Amen.